the A&R Vent Podcast. All right, we back. A&R Vent Podcast. As usual, I got my brother Rondell in the building. What's going on, B? What's going on, my brother? Another day. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And we also have a really dope artist, rap artist in the building by the name of Black Fortune. What's up, man? Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to have Black Fortune in the building with it. That's what's up, man. So, um, tell our audience a little, let's get to know you a little bit. And um, so, like, you're in high school. At what point do you say, like, yo, I can make some money with this rap stuff? Um, I figured out I could make money with this maybe when I was like 15 years old. Okay. At some point, I at some point I even dropped out of school and I started to do my rapping thing. Okay. All right. And um, uh, how are you spending your time during like quarantine and stuff? I know, like, I'm trying to to get healthy. I'm trying, you know, working out, trying to eat right. Um, what are you doing during this time? Partying. Uh. I'm in the studio a lot. I ain't really um, quarantining too much. God got me, you know what I'm saying? I keep my mask on, keep my hands clean, you know. But I'm I'm creating, you know, music and content, still working, still shooting a lot of videos. Oh, wow. You so, you, so you haven't really slowed down too much? Nah, I don't really. <laughs> I because I, I had an album, you know, so I had, to, I had to keep the vibes going. I had to keep the, stay focused, you know. I couldn't let the quarantine stuff slow me down. But you know, keep your hands clean, keep your mask on, guys. Crazy out here. <laughs> so, um, you, you released the the album Oshlord, right? So this is out on Ooh, Warner, sure. but Ooh, this sure. is it. Is it a re-release? Like, did you release it before? No, no, no. This is my first time releasing. It. It's called Oshlord. My first, I had a project called Ush Rock. So it was like most of my tapes are going to have Ush in them, you know. Oh, so okay. It's, it's Ush. Oh, what's Ush what? Rock. What's the meaning behind that? Um, it's just it's just it's just my lifestyle. It's like my lifestyle. Ush is a language. It's a lifestyle. So we're living. It's a it's a it's you know it's me. It's who I am. The Ush Lord. So oh. Ush is gonna be there. It's gonna be there. In, oh, oh, is that like a slang that you speak? Like in in like where you from? Not even where I'm from, but just like you know, it's like some gang shit. Where it's like me and my niggas we speak it. Oh, okay. All right. So, how did you link with Fabio Foreign for off or uh, off shit that song? How did you guys link up? Um, um, I was in New York, and you know, some of my people reached out to his people, and you know, we just locked in together, and you know, we recorded it, shot the video the same day, and the rest was history. Okay. So, when we're talking about the the album Moosh Lord, right? Was there like a, a concept? behind the album because when i look at the titles um is is there like a you know like a that something that brings everything together yeah Ush Lord is really just like me showing all of my creative my creative sounds like it's not just one genre on Ush Lord. you got rap you got singing you know you got every type of vibe you you you, you could you could find in you know hip-hop or you know rap game right now like you got all the vibes so it's basically just me showing like my talent like and i'm not just going in there like 
throwing mumble rapping, one, two, stepping, I'm actually spitting hard lyrics. Like, you know, that's why I made the, the cover is kind of like a, um, like a, um, if you, if you know the Carter 2, you seen the Carter 2? Yeah. Sound like a remake of the Carter 2, because, you know, Wayne's like the greatest rapper, like a live rapper, and I'm basically here to take his spot. Oh, that's what's up. You And you know what's funny? I was telling my boy Rondell, I was like, yo, he kind of remind me of Lil Wayne a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so, do you, uh, do you do any type of uh, production? Do you make beats or do you just like write songs? The majority of the beats that I that are on the tape, I had something to do with them. Like, for sure, for sure. Like, I sat and I, I always add my input and majority of every beat that I, you know, I, I definitely help construct every beat that I that I've gotten on on that tape. Okay, for sure, for sure. Oh, I think that's I think that's dope because um, I think the music kind of comes out better when the artist has input into the music. You know, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. You know, give me a better vibe, like a vibe to it. It's like it's more me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, definitely. So um, we talked about Fabio uh, Foreign, right? I, are you? I know you're probably a fan of his music, but are there any other artists out there like that you that you bumping in your your whip and everything? Uh, I'm both, I'm cranking a lot of Black Fortune right now. I'm not gonna lie, the music game is kind of it's kind of going downhill. I feel like uh-huh. so everything's competitive. It's too soft. It's too sad. It's too you know. Uh-huh. I mean, that's cool, though, you know, because I put the soft, sad vibes, too, but I feel like everything is just pity pat, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like it used to be. I'm listening to a lot of Black Fortune right now and a lot of old school rappers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... That, oh, that's yeah, pretty good. That's pretty what, what old school artists are you listening to? Man, I fuck with DM, um, DMX Heavy. I like uh, Wayne, of course. I fuck with 50 Cent Heavy, Biggie. I like Method Man and Red Man a lot. Um, I'm even I'm even listening to like you know the the older the older school like like R&B people like I listen to a lot of Marvin Gaye, Sade, um, Eddie Pendergrass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you you know what's funny? I was uh, I listen to a lot of old school too, right? And to me, I think the difference between old school and a lot of the, you know, your generation, the new generation is I think you guys write a lot, a lot of a lot more melodies, because when you when you when you look at DMX and you look at like the the old school artists, they didn't really write melody type songs. Yeah, that's a fact. They was just spitting their shit. And and if it was a melody on it, it's a lady or or somebody else singing on it or something. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever written like a like a full R and B song? Yeah, for sure. I got a whole R and B project. If you if you really like my first like like I, my first time really really going viral, I was like six ten years old. You know what I'm saying? I was rapping for a minute, then I started rapping, then I started singing because I could sing. So I was singing a little bit, doing the nine thing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I had a video. The video went viral. Like everywhere so i made like an r&b song out of the video because i was singing to like a girl or something like that in the hallway or some cool shit <laughs> uh, and the video went viral so i made a song out of the video and the song like blew up it was like some, some yeah i was popping off the r&b shit so i made like a little project you know it was cool but i'm not really like a r&b nigga you feel me yeah like, i can show but i'm not really like a lovey-dovey singing hold my hand type of 
nigga. So it, it, it wasn't like, you know, I could be like, for that bag, I could be, you hear me, but it ain't really like my four twice. So I had to get down, step into what's more comfortable for me, and that's the rap shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's it. Oh, because um, I was reading an article the other day, and they were like, you know, talking about they they were saying that this new generation they're not into the love music, you know, they're they're more into like you know the street the the street stuff, and they kind of really just like stick with that. It's like they they don't really get into the love stuff too much. And I actually I was just telling one of my homeboys he do R&B music, and I was trying to explain to him that it's like. Right now, we in a fucked up time because it definitely nobody definitely not trying to hear that lovey dovey shit right now because <laughs> we got the females out here listening to Megan Thee Stein and all the crazy girls and they sound like you know fuck these niggas and get the money for us for us. So that's what females want. Nigga comes trying to do some R and B singing shit. The females like nigga, we trying to get that bag. We ain't trying to hear all that sad shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, we fuck all the long way, not the wrong way. You feel me? But that R&B shit is kind of like not in right now, unless you're singing like some emotional street shit, because that's more relatable to everybody, I feel like, right now. Because niggas not really focused on love and shit like like we should be for a for Yeah. Niggas ain't really on that right now. They focus on, like, you know, getting to the money and all that extra shit. But it's going to come back. It's going to come back in style in like three years once the females realize that they pregnant out here. And, <laughs> And the, the get the money phase shit wasn't wasn't really the vibe, and these <laughs> niggas realized that saying fuck these bitches and now they, you know, out here fucked up and lonely. Niggas don't realize that you know you need a little R and B in the music. The music can't you know can't just be rappers, can't be wild, it can't be fuck niggas, like, fuck <laughs> bitches. Yeah, come to yeah. Oh man, yo, speaking of the ladies, right? Um, are you the type of guy that that DMs chicks on Instagram, or you let them DM you? I'm in the streets. I keep an extra player. I'm not DMing no twat unless they DM first. <laughs> oh, you say you like? Okay, all right, that's what's up. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yo, Rodell, man, I don't, I don't mean to uh, take up all the time. Man. You got, a, you got a yeah. question? Yeah, you got it, man. Um, where'd you get the name Black Fortune from? Um, black fortune, it's, it's a couple different, like, this stems from a couple different things. So the black comes from, I had an uncle, his name was Black, he died, so I kind of got the black from that. Um, I got the black from me just being black, so niggas call me black everywhere, like, on the block, like, niggas call me black, hey, black, woo Uh, I got the black from, uh, like, on some, it's gonna sound kind of strange, but seriously, I got the black too from like the Black Panther movement. Like, I used to be intrigued by that shit when I was young, like, you know, just being a renegade or like, you know, just trying to outpower the law and all that type of shit. I used to fuck with that. So, I used to be on my, like, you know, Black Panther shit. So, like, I kind of got the black from that. The fortune come from a nigga named, it's a nigga from my city named Tony Fortune. He used to like rob the crap games and shit like that. And, uh, he used to, like, you know, rob the dice games. And he was, like, a stick-up kid. And when I was young, that was my role. I used to be robbing niggas and robbing the dice game and stuff like that. So I just took the fortune from that. So it's just black fortune. And then I want to be fortunate. I want to be very fortunate. Fortune is just a good word, a word of abundance. It's just a good, you know. I like, I want to have fortune on me. So I like to speak that on me and manifest fortune. So, black fortune, there you go. Yeah, man, you got to speak that into existence. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. 
Uh, what's your what's your writing process before you do a song? Do you have to like what's your vibe before you do a song? Um, not really a process. Like, I, you know, I freestyle everything. I don't I don't I don't do pen and pad. I haven't done that in years, so I, I just go in there. It maybe might be I gotta eat some good shit, you know, so I'm not hungry in the booth. But <laughs> it ain't really like a process, really. Okay. Okay. So you just go in there and just knock it out. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so when you met Diddy, right? Did he give you any advice? And if he did, what did, advice did he give you? Um, yeah, he gave yeah, he gave he's giving me advice. He gave me advice, you know, just to keep going, just to make sure I don't lose focus on what I'm doing. Make sure that my music, that I'm not when I'm spitting everything. Make sure it's pure. Make sure everything is real. Make sure you know, just keep. He basically keep hip hop alive, type of vibe, you know. That's good. Okay. And, and and just like know how to man- manage and maintain money and, you know, just just try to, like, not go buy disperse on chains and jewelry and invest and just, you know, just stuff like that. That's dope. That's dope. So how did you feel when you met Diddy, like, going into meeting him? When you first saw him face-to-face, what, what was your vibe? It was cool. I, I mean, actually, I can tell you the story about it, right? So, because nope. um, his kids are, like, fans of my music. So I linked up with him one year at a Rolling Loud. And uh, we took like a tour bus to Rolling Loud. We vibe out. We going crazy. Woo. After that, because his mother had just passed. After that, he was like, his son was like, yeah, just rock with us. We finna go uh, to like a little party for his, mo- for his mother's death, you know? So we go to the club and I'm in the club and I'm just rocking out, you know, throwing my, my, my stance, you know, looking at the little Tuatianos and that. Because it was so <laughs> lot of, you know? And I bump into somebody and I look to the right of me, and it's Beyonce. Wow. Wow. Dustin introduces me to her, and I'm like, oh, Beyonce, goddamn, I'm sorry, you don't, ooh. Right. Then he introduces me to French, Montana, and then um, Black China, if I'm not mistaken. And then he's like, let me introduce you to my dad. He takes me over to his father, and, and, and everybody knows Diddy. Diddy's like, you know, legendary. I was a dumb, big, big fan of Biggie still to this day, so, you know. Had like a little moment, like a damn. This, this, but this, this fire for for. But I'm not really like type to really get starstruck like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was just like you know, great moments where he introduced me to Biggie and Mary J. Blas at the same time together, and it was you know, we just love. They he told him that I'm about to be one of the biggest next biggest artists, and they clapped it up for me. You know, they showed me love. Uh, Let's go. Wow. wow! Wow! That's a great story. It is. What, it is. Um, as far as artists, what are some artists that you? Who are some artists that you would like to work with in the future? Um, Wayne. I like Wayne. Uh, Young Thug for sure, for sure. I fuck with Thugger and the YSL Cat. Uh, I would like to work with um, um, come claim, man. <laughs> ain't really too many people that I just like just really just gotta just work with maybe like Future or something like that okay Migos you know that's a good catalog yeah yeah I look crazy with Future I, I like playing with Cardi too even though his shit is like kind of like the complete opposite of what I do I fuck with Playboy Cardi he knows how to make nothing sound good yeah Playboy Cardi <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, he's dope. Yeah, he's talented. He got that talent. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. 
Definitely. As far as my last question, I like to ask the people this so you can tell the people something about yourself that they may not know. You know, I take music seriously. I'm not like one of the people that just go to the studio and just get high and just... Because I don't smoke weed. I don't do drugs at all. I drink a little bit, but... When I go to studios, no no liquor involved. It's not, it's not, it's like really just me in the studio. I don't even like, like it to be like a party vibe, but I take it so serious. I like to be in there, you know, just going crazy. Like, I take music extra, extra serious. Yeah. That's good, man. I expect people to take it, you know, mm-hmm. listen to it, really listen to it, because it's a message behind everything, it's a story behind everything, and I'm, and I'm talking about something. I'm not just going in there just, you know, saying anything okay that's dope that's what's up that's what's up that's what's up man we don't want to hold you up too much longer um we know that you know you got some famous type stuff to do (laughs) (laughs) famous people stuff (laughs) yeah we appreciate you calling in man you know um when you drop any music you drop any videos or anything you're welcome to call in hang out with us most definitely absolutely Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all, too, for sure. No problem. And, um, you know, for people, how can they hit you up on social media? Follow me on Instagram at black underscore fortune. Follow me on Twitter at just black fortune. And on Facebook at black fortune. Cool. That's what's that, up, man. Okay. Y'all can, y'all can spell it for me. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up, you. man. We appreciate you. And, um, Rondell, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, man, just, just much success to you, brother, and you stay safe out there and keep doing what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rondell. What's your name, my guy? King. King, I appreciate you, Rondell and King, man. I appreciate y'all for sure, for sure. Appreciate no problem, you, my man. brother. I will stay safe for okay. too. All right. For sure. Later. Peace. The A&R Vent Podcast.